I'm ready. I'm ready to be canceled. Uh, all right. So let's, let's get into the NBA draft. And, and, Josh, you know, you can just kind of stay quiet here because we know you know anything about basketball, but that's okay. I'm just uh, – if you want to chime in here, here and there, that's Hey, fine. Josh, make sure you chime in on everything opposite the mic. Says. <laughs> exactly. Right, opposite, we'll because he said that. Because he said that. Uh, what team – what what team do you think was the winner of the NBA draft? And the Pistons are actually looking like they drafted well this year, bro. Dude, they've been drafting good for a while. Sadiq Bay. I think they do better with their late to se- uh, late first round, second round picks than they do with their first round. Picks. Yeah. But I because Killian like, like Hayes is a bust. I'm sorry. You think Killian Hayes? Is yeah, a bust? I, I think Already? I think he's a bust, man. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I don't know, man. I I still think he's coming through, dude. I still think he's I see like a Dante Exum, Frank Nidalinka type of trajectory in his in his you know uh, future, man. Honestly, is he a point guard? But he's your defensive. He's your he's your like long armed, large you know big wing wingspan, big enough to 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 guard a three. You know, if you had to, uh, if you had the three bringing the ball up, he could pick him up, right? But that's because he's like six six with with a good wingspan. But outside of that, he's injury prone. He's had hip issues since he came into the league, and he still can't shoot, man. He still hasn't developed a shot for shit. He hasn't, but he's. I mean, you, you might be right. He might turn into a Dante Exum type player. We'll see. But I think he's still pretty young. I think any more with the NBA, these cats come in to the league at nineteen, twenty years old, whereas fifteen, twenty years ago. These guys were coming in, you know, I don't like say 21, dude, no. 20, 21, easy. Yeah, you're I like mean, I would say 21, 22. Yeah. I, I, I would say 20 years ago because this trend really started like pre 1996, really. But like anymore in the NBA, you got to give guys. There's there's very few. I want to say that there's very few players that come into the league and are ready to go in the first two years. I uh, Most guys, you don't really see what they are for the first four years. I mean, look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry was injury prone. Steph Curry um, was not what he is uh, his first few years in the league. If you look at but, it. But, dude, can I, can I tell you something else about Steph Curry? Steph Curry got, like, amazingly lucky, like Carson Palmer lucky. So Carson Palmer – had a cadaver ligament replaced in his ACL both yeah. times. He got so lucky that he that he matched up and he got a healthy ligament. Same thing with, with Curry. If he had not gotten those ligaments on his ankles, it would be a whole different Steph Curry you'd be looking at, honestly. Probably. But also, look at – Because those, those ankles were tied with rubber bands when he got out of college, literally. Yeah, they, he was not in good shape. But I'll, I'll tell you what, the first three years, it's not that he put up bad numbers – but he was averaging roughly 15 points a game his first three seasons and averaging probably only about five assists a game. So it wasn't, he wasn't blowing anybody's minds. And then he became this, this player. And like you said, yeah, he got lucky. He started getting healthy, but I don't know. I, I see it, it, you got, they're drafting on upside and there's very few polished players that are coming into the draft. And in fact, the guys that are super polished, already feel like they've hit their ceiling. Like Keegan Murray, for example, out of out of Iowa, all right? Keegan Murray was the Big Ten player of the year. Uh, he, he made a huge jump 
uh, in production uh, from uh, from last season to this season. So in 2020-2021, he only started four games. He averaged about 18 minutes a game, and he averaged seven points a game. This year, he plays in all 35 games, starts all 35 games, averages 32 minutes, and he averages 23.5 points per game. So he makes a giant jump. But he's 21 years old right now. He was drafted by the Kings, or not the, yeah, the Sacramento Kings. And he feels very much like a player who is as good as he's going to be, and he won't get that much better. And I don't know if you agree or disagree with me on that one. No, I, I, I do agree with you on that one. I feel like when you get now at this stage in the NBA, when you get to the 21, the 22, what you see is what you get. Whereas your 18 and 19 can be projects, right? One and Duns, uh, those guys can be projects and people that you could take their weak spots and, and, and work on them. But and it's so it's sad because it, it's literally only a difference of three years or two right. in some cases, right? Um, but those two years make a world of difference when it comes to like, you know, building a player or, you know, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe they get set in their ways. I know some people have a really tough time making – the transition from college ball to the NBA, right? They do. They do. So that also plays a role into it. So who knows? Uh, so like you're you Paul George, like you're Kawhi Leonard's, right? You're Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler. These guys were essentially projects that turned out some to be elite. Some of them were, yes. Um, so, so how come back uh, in the 90s, it seems like these 18-year-old kids would straight come straight out of high school and they can make an impact where nowadays – they don't. So what, what do you guys but those think? Those were so changed? far and few between. You have, like, Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant. That's really it. And that's really it, yeah, because all your other guys that came out uh, out of high school, straight out of high school, most of them were bust. Tyson Chandler, maybe, defensive player of the year, ring, maybe. You could throw in there as, as somebody I mean, who's pretty LeBron. good. Uh, and, and, I mean, that's your obvious. That's your obvious. LeBron, yeah, LeBron, LeBron is somebody that when he came – out of, that was 03 as well, sorry. Uh, LeBron was like six foot seven, six foot eight already when he when he was coming out of high school as a senior in high school, and he was already like 240 pounds. So he had a close to an NBA body already. And LeBron James is special. LeBron James is a once-in-a-lifetime player, just like Michael Jordan, just like some of these other guys. And – Eventually, in these next couple of years, we're going to get another guy that comes into the league that is like, I'm going to dominate the league for the next 15 years. And I, we'll see it in the draft. There'll be some kid coming out of college who spent one year in college or maybe some kid from overseas that's like, I'm going to run the league now. And we, we already got – some guys that are like that. We got Giannis and we got – Yeah, I was just going to say there's guys now – that are ready to take the rein and say, okay, we will, or collectively, you know, these kind of run the league. Your Embiid, your Jokers, your, uh, you know, some of those guys fall in that group, right? But we had that after Jordan retired. But we didn't have a consensus. consensus. Oh, right. You didn't, you didn't have, yeah, like you didn't have, I would say Giannis is the closest, right, to a complete, uh, you know, uh, a different type of, a different breed of player that you can say is the closest to LeBron. Maybe, but I feel like 
we don't have a consensus of okay, if LeBron play LeBron reti- when LeBron retires, this is the best player in the league. I think a lot of people could say, oh, it's, it's going to be Luca or it's KD or it's Giannis or it's Joker. I think KD's a little too old to be that player now. But Jordan, when Jordan was there, he was the best player. When he retired um, in '98, when he retired after that last season, there wasn't really anybody at that time that you pointed to and said, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the best player. I mean, you could point out maybe like Tim Duncan or Keel O'Neal. Kobe Bryant didn't become Kobe until 2006, 2007. Like, he was a great player with Shaq, but until he got his own team and won championships as the head of the team, he didn't really become that guy. He was still looked at as a sidekick for most of that time. Uh, so, and then you had like guys like a, a few others. Then LeBron comes in the league in 2003, and he didn't really. T- I I was. What year would you say LeBron? Because he had a lot of hype coming in, and he was really good his first few years. But what? At what point do you think he ascended into the guy? Would you say 2009, 2010-ish? I would say right before he went to the Heat. The okay. last year he played with the Cavs. Yeah, I- there was like a super, like a Superman version of him. Um, yeah, I would say that the Detroit series. Yeah, that's. I think that's what oh five. Yeah, well, the year he took the Cavs to the oh six or seven. I don't know if you could talk about him being the best player in the league. Although, and and, and granted, yeah, he he carried a bunch of bumps to the to the finals, but that East was so weak that season. Granted. Granted, you know, granted it was no, weak. I would, but like, I would say when, you know, the the finals against the the Spurs when he was on the Cavs. Yeah. Um, that would be a good indication when you when he went up against the Pistons in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Uh, was, finals would be a good indication of when he started really changing yeah. into the yeah, all world, all world like LeBron that we all know today. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was saying is I, I think that series when he was facing Rashid and Ben Wallace and they were just beating the shit out of him. I think that's kind of when he started uh, ascending to be the best player. So I still think okay. you should, you had Kobe as number one still at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think at the moment Kobe dropped 81, they were like, uh, everyone just like, okay, this is probably the, the, the guy that's leading the league now. Yeah. Right. So I going back to the draft, I don't see that guy drafted. I, I what I potentially see are some guys that could turn into all stars or good, very good players. There's still projects though, right? A lot of projects. I don't, but there's no sure bet. Like going back in the years, there's not always a sure bet at the top of the draft for like a guy where you're like, all right, if I get this person, things are going to change. And really, the last time I can go back and say that, I would say 2017 was one of those drafts, although the the wrong players didn't go one and two. Honestly, Phoenix, they took a nice player in DeAndre Ayton, but where is Phoenix now if they take Doncic? Where oh, is, wow. Wow. Where, yeah. yeah. Whole where, different world. Where is Memphis? Had they taken – Luka Doncic or Trey Young instead of Jaron Jackson at four. Now, mind you, the Kings and the Suns both passed on Luka. The Hawks took him and swapped him to Dallas for Trey Young. But 
those Luca is probably going to be one of the best players, one of the five best players in the league next season. And I just the Mavericks got him. Then you look at 2000 and uh, the 2019 draft where everybody thought, okay, if I go out and get Zion, he's that franchise changer. But John Morant went number two, and John Morant I think is better than Zion. I, I think Jaw's better a better player than Zion Williamson is. That. Who does Zion play for? I haven't seen him play in like four years. It seems like the Pelicans. He plays for the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah. yeah he hasn't played in like I two know. years though. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that was the whole point. Like, no wonder John Morant's a lot better because you don't you haven't seen Zion Williamson play. He's played what a right, half a but, season, maybe. But even when Zion were both playing, Jaw was out playing Zion. In my opinion. He was outplaying him. Uh, Jaw ja was outplaying him his rookie year in the second. He's got Memphis in the playoffs, and they were the number two seed. So, I, I don't know. I, I could get surprised. I'm wrong a lot in the NBA. I'm wrong more often in the NBA draft than I am the NFL draft because the NFL draft, you have three years of tape to look at guys. Some of these dudes play like ten games in college, and then they sit out to prep for the NBA draft. Or they just play one season. I mean, I'm looking at these, uh, the first three guys taken, they were all freshmen. They were all freshmen. Paolo Banchera, freshman. Chet Holmgren, freshman. Jabari Smith, freshman. Keegan Murray was, uh, I don't know what happened with him because he's old for only a sophomore. He's 21 years old, so he's kind of old for a sophomore. But, like, Jaden Ivey, He's only 20 years old. He, he He's a sophomore. And these guys, though, a lot of them, especially the ones that come from overseas, some of these other guys that are freshmen, you just don't – there's not a lot of film on them to see how good they're going to be. And, and you never know how their game's going to translate at the next level. But I'll say this. Chet Holmgren has the potential to be very good, and I do trust Sam Presti. But he's got to add at least 30 pounds of muscle to his frame, man, because it, it looks like a stiff wind would fucking knock him over. Like when, when fucking Lane Stevenson's blowing in LeBron James's ear at the free throw line, that, that shit would knock over Chet Holmgren at this point. Dude, he, he looks like like, uh, like uh, Frank Kaminsky 2.0, you know, to me. Yeah. There you so, go. I mean, perfect he's got to put on some weight. He, yeah, he's got to put on some weight. He's got to. He's got a really he does he does not have an NBA ready body at all. Not at all. No, he not doesn't. Be, he'll get, he'll get beat up in the middle. That's the thing. Oh yeah, he's definitely but is get it, beat I mean, up in the middle. He looks like he, he does remind me of a Kevin Durant though. Kevin Durant doesn't really have a frame, but he came out of college just as skinny and and tall like that. But if you remember, if you remember, Durant was really skinny and he got beat up a while in the in the he struggled. I, I don't want to say like no one ever thought Durant was a bust, but his he it took him two seasons or so to kind of get where he needed to go, and he needed to add probably about ten or fifteen pounds of muscle to. And Anthony Davis had the exact same issue. The exact same issue. He came out of college. He was undersized. He needed to put on the muscle. It took him about two years before he got himself, you know, going. But here's the difference. Anthony Davis, when he came – now, Chet Holmgren's about seven foot. He weighs 195 pounds, okay? When Anthony Davis came out when – he, when he came out of Kentucky, 
He's six foot ten. He was two hundred pounds coming out of Kentucky. Two hundred two hundred five. So he had a little bit more meat to him than Chet Holmgren, who's sitting here at seven foot. He's he's three inches taller than Anthony Davis, and he weighs one hundred and ninety five pounds. He just looks real thin. Yeah, and the thing is, I think Anthony Davis came in and said right off the bat that he does, didn't want to play the five because he's 6'10". You know, he wants to play the four. And yeah. this guy doesn't have a chance. He's got to play the five. I, mean, I think so. Before we go on to our next uh, segment, Sam, you and I talked, and I had told you that this draft reminded me a lot of 2011, where, yeah, there was kind of a universal top pick, sort of, uh, that ended up being Kyrie Irving that year. But a lot of the prime picks that year in 2011 all went in the mid to late first round. That reminds me of this draft. I can see a lot of these guys not really working out. I think if I'm going to make some predictions here, I think Jaden Ivey will become the gem of this draft. I'm actually kind of high on Jalen Duran, who the Knicks traded away, and he ended up in Charlotte. I really like his game. He was the number one player coming out of high school, signed to Memphis, had some injury issues early, but he he can flat-out play. And if I'm looking at a late sleeper, someone that was taken late in the first round, early second round, that I think could end up becoming – like a Draymond Green, like a, a like a perennial All Star, someone who who's really really uh, ends up being pretty good. That guy to me is Trevor Keels out of Duke. You, you know you're going to get a good product out of Duke, right? Regardless, sometimes not all the time. Duke was famous for how many busts they produced for a long time. Bobby Hurley, Jay Williams, Christian Leighton. True, true, true. So. Um, but I like Trevor Keels. I feel like Trevor Keels was underutilized at Duke because they had such a loaded team. I, I feel like he he needs to work a little bit on his three-point shots. But for someone to be only 18 years old, man, he's only 18 years old. He could be end up being a steal in the in the next two or three years. You would you could see him being like a guy that's like, oh man, uh, he's one of the best players in the draft, and he was taken with like the he was what the forty second pick of the draft. So we'll we'll see, man. But those are some of my projections. I we'll we'll see. I I'm really I'm not gonna lie. I'm really shitty at projecting NBA players because I I never know. And some guys I think are gonna be pretty good, and they end up being shitty. And other guys, I'm like, oh, that guy's that guy's a fucking bust, and they end up being an all pro. So who fucking knows? I I, I I don't feel confident in my. I feel more confident in my NFL draft projections than I do the NBA draft. All I right. think the fact that the NBA draft is also only two rounds, you know, makes you really wonder what's the difference in talent between one and two, um, where you can have a two, um, you know, a, a upstage of one very easily, and that can happen in the NFL as well. It's just yeah. that the NFL has a lot more rounds to go, right? Yeah, there's a lot more. So same with, like, baseball, where there's, like, 20 rounds in baseball. Right, draft. right. To the um, creme of the show, um, um, which is the chronic corner, we are going to unveil 
our most annoying sports personality bracket. All right? So we're going to get to the chronic corner right after this. We have 32 sports personalities because I was too lazy to do 64. So let's get to the number one seeds. I'm not going to go through this whole bracket, but I'm going to point out some of the, uh, the, the better ones. And you guys can tell me if they're seated too high, too low. All right, let's break out our number one seed. Our number one overall seed, Nick Wright. Yeah, yeah, definitely no, no, uh, no objection with that one. What? Number two, Stephen A. Smith. Definitely no objection with that one either. Yeah. Yeah. So those are. Yeah, those you know, I, I would probably have Stephen A. above Nick Wright. Our third number one seed. Our third number one seed. Skip Bayless. I'm good with that Jack too. Number four, number the number one seed. Who'd you say? I Shannon Sharp better make this list. I hated that. Shannon Sharp got on the list. He's not on the list. <laughs> I don't you like can't ha- understand half the stuff he says, man. He should have been on the list. I, all right, I don't mind Shannon Sharp. Now I can. We can put Shannon Sharp. Would you rather? Do you want to replace? Do you want to replace? Do you want to re- replace Todd McShay with Shannon Sharp, or do you want to replace? Should we replace? Bill Simmons with Shannon Sharp. I'm going to leave that up to Josh. I just want Shannon Sharp on that list because I don't really don't like. What about yeah, I actually Kornheim. like Todd Mache. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would swap. I like Todd Mache, and plus he just got he just got being off the sick we'll list. So Sharp instead. All right, we're All right. swapping out Tony All right. Now, Michael Irvin who I also find very annoying. But he slides in at the number 16 seed going up against Stephen A. Smith in the first round, which is kind of a sweet. <laughs> Desmond Howard is quietly – he's in Nick Wright's bracket. Could Desmond Howard pull off the upset? I hate Desmond. No way. No way. I fucking hate Desmond I, Howard. I definitely hate Nick Wright a lot more than I hate Desmond I Howard. Do I do too, but I'm curious how our audience is going to vote for this. At least um, Desmond Howard has, like, a sports background, dude, for the love of God. Okay. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Um, here's another interesting first-round first round matchup. We got J.J. Redick and Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that one, man. Dude, that's going to be tough. That's that's a tough one. And then, and then we have Paul Feinbaum and Kirk Herbstreit matching off in the first round. Oh, they got to be on opposite sides of the bracket. <laughs> Come on, you can't put them against each other. No, you can't. Um, Stop being a jackass, Mike. I'm hoping Paul Feinbaum moves on because I fucking hate Paul Feinbaum. He's fucking. No, I mean, shit. I, I honestly. I think a lot of people love Kirk Herbstreit. I think he's a great uh, announcer. Paul Fonbaum, he's SEC all the way, and yeah. he gives everybody else, like, oh, this team sucks, this team sucks. So, you know, the team's actually pretty oh, yeah. good, and he just doesn't give him credit. So, fuck him. 100%. So, we'll see. Next Friday, we will re- reveal the results of the first round on next Friday's show. It's going to be a good one. But without further ado... Uh, we now go to the fan favorite segment. 
of the Chronic Corner as Sam's going to prepare us for uh, another edition of the Friday, I guess, tradition. That was terrible. All right. There we go. You know, we haven't done this in a while, so, you know, if I'm rusty, go ahead and uh, let me know, Mr. Mike. All right. But uh, so a couple of topics I wanted to bring up, and I wanted to get Josh's thoughts on it as well. You know, with, with the current state of how things are happening, you know, in our country, in the world, you know, there's a lot more focus on other things, you know, uh, guns, be it, politics, whatever. And slowly and surely, uh, you know, marijuana is stepping now into the back end of things. You know, states are now making it fully legal. They're uh, creating an infrastructure for it. Do you think that's in the right direction for both of you guys? And, and you could say, and Mike, you know, you're very, very casual ingester of, of the product and Josh I don't know enough to, to make that you know call but what do you guys think never smoked it but my dad used to sell a shit ton of it apparently uh, so no I, I think I think it's the right move I, I honestly thought the it, it was the tobacco companies that really wanted to ban marijuana because they seen that is tapping into their profits so I think they're the ones who lobbied to get it banned. And now that uh, the cigarette companies are starting to lose out, I think it's a good idea for the country. It's going to get more money for the states so they can hopefully fix some bridges, you know. But who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea for the country to do it. It should be legalized. As everywhere. long as it's done in a safe manner, right, Josh? So, you know, you have exactly. you know, your, yeah. your set of rules that are mandated by the state, so on and so forth. You're not, you're not you're not driving under the I mean you're not really driving where you're completely hammered wasted or whatever high as long as you can focus and drive fine you're not I mean what what's most time what most time the people that are smoking weed they're usually hanging out chilling playing voodoo games or outside yeah I always tell Mike that up. there are three there, there are three symptoms to overdosing on marijuana it's you're happy you're hungry or you're sleeping exactly. <laughs> Um, the only worry I have about it right now is if it's going to start getting laced with fentanyl. That's my biggest worry. Yeah, see, that, that, that's unfortunate because of all the drugs that are, like, out there, that the cops are out there looking for, DEA, ATF, whatever the hell, right? Uh, these guys, you know, it's so easy to be able to point out marijuana because of its strong smell. You know, you can't mask it. You can mask everything else, and this injection of like, uh, like a fentanyl or like a type of chemical that's supposed to enhance or change your experience, that is just a, a, like a Gen Z, you know, topic of discussion because they're willing to try anything. This, I think it's stupid. I think it's absolutely stupid. I do too. I think they're destroying by doing that. You're destroying the image that you, everyone's worked so hard to actually change over all these years. I completely agree Moving 100% on. with that. Each Moving on. I'm just saying real quick, each generation that comes is just getting dumber and dumber. So, I mean, I don't hey, want to sound like the... All I see is... 
one, one of the best movies ever made, and it's one of the one of the movies that are it's so stupid, but it's pretty good. Idiocracy. That's the way I see this country going. I haven't seen that. In a Have long you guys time. ever seen that movie? I haven't seen it in such a long time. I don't really remember much of it either. So, so one of the things is it's a complete dust bowl in the, the U.S. All all these people are dumbed down, completely dumbed down, and they're they're planting plants and nothing's growing, and it's because they're putting electrolytes. They're using like Gatorade. They're putting electrolytes on the, these plants and they're not growing. They can't figure out why. And all of a sudden, this guy puts water, and all of a sudden, these plants start growing. That's the, that's how I think the society is going. They're dumbing down the society so much. It seems like it's we're re- repeating that that movie. So and the moment, you know, moment and the moment that you get the water, the moment that you get the water, you think you've discovered something, but it's been there all along. Exactly. Oh yeah, definitely. I could that ideology. I could see it happening now. Um, <laughs> right, second second topic second topic of discussion. Uh, so, uh, I've been thinking for a while now, um, and I'm going to put this out on a public forum. Um, I really don't care if someone takes the idea and runs with it, but, um, they actually have, um, a controlled environment where they give the chickens cannabis to fight off antibiotics instead of actual antibiotics. And it actually works. Yeah, I saw that. I read, I read, a, I read that article just before the show. And right. Like, so I've been, I've been thinking about doing that for like, freaking five years. You know, and it's not because of anything else besides, besides the antibacterial, you know, properties that cannabis has for, for poultry. You know, it works really well with poultry. So um, something like that. You know, is that something that that will get a niche market only? Like with like an organic branding of some sort, or is, that, or is that something everyone can get behind? Wonder if it would oh, change right. the flavor of the chicken. Do you have to season it less? That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> How I'm going to eat well, we, Let me put it to you this way, Josh. There's no way you're going to get high from eating that chicken. There's, there's no way you're going to get high from eating that chicken. If no, you're worried I'm not about talking that. about getting high. I'm not, no, I'm not talking about it. I'm just talking about the flavor of the chicken. Like, you know how oh, so apparently asparagus changes the, the taste of something that mints spew out? Didn't oh, know so you worried you're going to take a bite into your fried chicken and you're going to taste skunk instead because it's like a diesel or something like that? Kind of, yeah. I thought, I thought Josh was making a joke in which I, you know, would have given him some credit, but then apparently he was just making a comment that he was being completely serious about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was literally being serious. I was. I just didn't know if it was going to change the flavor of the chicken. Because, I mean, usually like, when I cook chicken, I have to flavor the shit out of it. i got to put uh, lots of salt, lots of pepper, so I get it to what, the way I want it flavored. Didn't know if cannabis would change a little bit of the, hey, who the knows? flavor of it. Maybe they'll be more plump. <laughs> hey, they'd probably be eating a lot more. You you got that right. They got they're gonna have the munchies like a mother. <laughs> Here, chicky chicky, I got your shit. <laughs> oh, what would be hilarious is if we do that. If that ever happens, you know how it's so hard to catch a chicken when they're, they're out and and you're trying to run around and catch. Oh, that's them. not gonna happen. He's gonna be high as hell. He's just be hanging out. And oh shit, that goes my neck. 
I got this motherfucker two seconds. He's running around from anything that moves. Yeah, imagine having a paranoid version, and then the the guy sitting next to him is just like, "Oh shit, just take it, bro. It's all right." (laughs) He's like, "Just, just, just catch me and eat me, dude. Yeah, I'm about to get fried." Literally, literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's the end of the corner for for today, Mister Mike. Good chronic corner. Another fan favorite. We'll give Sam a couple more weeks to get some more uh, topics down for discussion. But I got you know, two uh, sponsors, uh, Mike, for the corner. You do have. We do have because our other sponsor for the corner never showed out. Buzz Brewing. Well, forget him. Forget corner. Buzz Brewing. Yeah, fuck them. We got we got mitten extracts. All right, good. Tell him tell him to send us some swag. All right, we need some yep. swag. Sure. Well, I mean, you might not get much because I'm going to be ingesting most of it, but, like, I'll give you, like, a T-shirt or something. Perfect. That's all I want, T-shirts. I'm good all right. That. And, and I will do this. This bud is for that company. Thank you. Right. I will drink a Budweiser <laughs> for that company. All right. There you go. All right. I'm trying to get that Budweiser sponsorship now. Boom. Let's try to get Bud, man. Somebody find a way into Bud. Whoever's listening, if you've got a connection to Bud, help Josh out. Josh, you're white. Oh, yeah. I think you got it. Got to drink the diesel, baby. Got to drink the diesel. All right. Time to read our audience-submitted would-you-rather questions. Some of these, uh, we had a bunch submitted, but these are the best ones because some of the other ones were just trash and not funny at all. So here we go. Uh, First one. Would you rather take a punch to the dick from Mike Tyson or Tyson Fury? Mike Tyson. <laughs> My, uh, no, Tyson, Fury. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Now, no, Mike Tyson, Tyson did, he couldn't even rip a T-shirt in half anymore. So I think Prime he's a little bit weaker than Tyson Fury. Prime. But now if we're going Mike Tyson Prime is Tyson. Prime, hell no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'll take Tyson Fury all day, bro. He's got that longer reach. It takes more momentum to get it going. I, I and not only that, he's gonna have to stand farther away, and he, there's a chance he might, you know, miss a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, I'll take my. I, I, either way, it's gonna fucking suck. But I would take my chance <laughs> with Tyson Fury all day. And you might, you, you don't know, he might be coked out of his mind and not, not be very accurate. Exactly. I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for that version of Tyson Fury. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike Tyson Next might try question. to chew my ear off, so I think he might miss too. He'd probably go for my ear and not my nuts. And that's because uh, Mike Tyson would probably be high. Probably. <laughs> for the played out ear joke that happened 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's still fun. All right, shut <laughs> Which sport would you rather spend an entire weekend watching? Women's lacrosse or men's diving? Women's lacrosse all day, dude. Yeah. I'd rather all day, bro. I'm not trying to see Speedos and I don't know. There might be another Leah Thomas, but like a diver version of her. (laughs) Now that I would see. Is this some some big tranny just doing a belly flop? All right, the- right. <laughs> Someone that looks like they belong on the Bucks O line all of a sudden starts <laughs> diving. 
Well, I mean, Mike's I, family I would win it anyway, like, so it's not worth I watching. I like the diving in the Olympics. I find it interesting because they fucking flip around like 20 times and enter the water without with minimal splash. It, it's fucking insane. So I, now I'm not super excited to see dudes basically naked other than Speedo, but the, the competition itself is kind of interesting. But I do think to, I – To recap, Mike just wants to see dudes in Speedos. So. I do. Yep. Yeah, there's just something about uh, shaved down. That's exactly that just, what I heard. No <laughs> wonder Mike's always asking me to come over and do his hot tub. Damn it. Exactly. Now it makes all the sense. Hey, Sam, don't act like you didn't like the hot tub when you would come over. Don't act like you didn't want to spend all day in there. All day. I, I, don't, I, don't know what you're talk, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Most of the time I was high. So. <laughs> all right. Next would you rather question. Oh, this is a good one. Who would you rather fight for real inside of a steel cage, Brock Lesnar or The Rock? I don't know. I think I think the, that's a the Rock all day across long. the board. <laughs> you know what? I think I could plead with 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 The Rock, but I can't plead with Brock Lesnar. So I'll take The Rock. All right. No, I, I would take The Rock too all day. I'm taking Brock the Rock Lester, as well because he's, he's scared. So he's scared. The, rock, the Rock is built and he's jacked, but no one knows if he can really actually fight. Like, is he really a badass? Brock Lesnar was the UFC heavyweight champion. He was a he, he was an NCAA champion wrestler. The dude with Division One. Let's not forget Division One. Division One, exactly. Yeah. Brock Lesnar could probably take you down and then just pound your face in. Like like it was a like it was a piece of meat and he was just tenderizing it with his fist and like I the Rock's a big dude don't get me wrong but I want to fight the Rock in real life absolutely not but if I'm if I have to choose I would take I would take fighting the Rock over Brock Lesnar yeah I agree plus I I'd be like hey Rock after our fight can you sign my uh, Rock tattoo for me please thank you. Uh, yes, I do have the Brahma Bull uh, tattoo. Just throwing that out there. You you, you've had that for quite some time. That's uh, that's uh, what uh, the national twenty-two years. Too. Yeah. All right. Our final user submitted question before we go on to our last segment. Of, or I, I don't know. We might still have some more here in this segment. I lost track. All right, but our final final one here. This is this is good, and this has nothing to do with sports. But would you rather have a naked pic of you go viral on the internet, or get caught spanking it on your webcam by your coworkers? Shit! I mean, either way, one. everyone's gonna know, right? So you might as well just take a. I might as well have a naked picture leak out for me. <laughs> At least I'm not caught in the act. Everyone's going to see my Johnson one way or the other. If you're going to catch me on the webcam, you're going to see it. If you're going to see it on the Internet, you're going to see it. One way or the other. At least I don't yeah, get I, caught. I kind of agree with Sam on that one, too. Probably, probably <laughs> just the naked pick everywhere. It's like, hey, yeah, cause that, one girl might think I'm pick, hot. You're not getting, with the naked pick, you're not getting fired from your job, right? If someone, like, leaks the naked photo of you and it goes viral – yeah. You're not getting fired from your job. If, if you're sitting there in front of your work computer rubbing one out to fucking ass parade, you know, like, you're, you're, yeah. you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're in trouble. 
You're, you're, you're fired. You're going to have some sexual harassment claims on you. Exactly. You, you might know. even yeah, exactly. You might even catch a sexual harassment claim from based on who saw it, you know. Yeah, then you got to yep. register as a sex offender. Oh. He Oof. was hanging it to my picture. I know he was. He was doing it. <laughs> my picture was right there on his desk. I've seen it. Yep, that's definitely it. There it is. There Caught. It is. <laughs> Done. Caught, Caught white-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now to the last segment. Thank you to our audience for the submitted with your questions. We will play this game again at another time. Hit us with your best shit. Um, and all, everything that's crappy, I will toss to the side. So, full random thoughts here. Uh, segment three is Random Thought Friday. But first, I want to dig in. Before we go into some of these things, I want to dig into O'Neill Cruz, guys. I don't know if you guys know much about him. O'Neill Cruz just came up from the uh, minor leagues. He's been a top prospect in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization for a couple of years now. He is a six foot seven shortstop. They, they, he's got blazing speed and he has power for days. They, they, they think he's an automatic 30, 30 for 30 kind of player, like 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. He's a unicorn, basically. Uh, the last scouting report I read was that he has. Giannis, Giannis' height with the speed of Tyreek Hill. <laughs> he Listen, should be man, 160, 168 games, I think, or how many games a year? Who? The baseball? They play 162 Baseball. Games. 162. Yeah. Okay, 162 games. This guy's knees are going to be killing him after year one. Maybe. I don't he think should, he should be playing first for base. someone his height. Yeah, I don't think it's sustainable for someone his height, dude. So do you think you should move to the outfield? Yeah. May- yeah, maybe. Or, or find somewhere Out. where you can utilize his speed without breaking his body down. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you put him in one of the corners, you'll be fine. You don't want to put him in center field uh, first and or first base. You're not moving too much with first base. Then you are. Shortstop, like Sam said, it's going to kill him. And in two, three years, he's not going to be the same type of player. And he's a big boy, right? Everyone knows that these bigger guys, they take a lot more pressure on their knees and their ankles and things of that nature. All right. I mean, there's a reason why Aaron Judge is in the outfield, you know? Yeah. Uh, True. Or, you know, I think, Josh, you said it's the first base. A lot of small guys that get over at first base. A lot of less wear and tear. Far less down and catch the ball. So, I don't know. But this he's been exciting so far. I saw a couple of highlights where the dude has a cannon, too. I, I saw him take a ground ball and whip it over to first. And I think uh, he said they said they clocked it at, like, 99 miles an hour. I don't know. Why don't they just ask him to pitch as well, then, you know? For real. Like, I played I played first base throughout high school, and, and I played in select leagues at first base. That was my position. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm not trying to catch a 99-mile-per-hour ball thrown at me from the shortstop or third baseman. Like, I know you got to get the runner out, but fuck me, dude. I don't think you got to be whipping the ball in there at 90 miles per hour. That shit sucks. Dude, 
I was a catcher. <laughs> talk about talk about 80, 90 miles an hour. I mean, our our pitcher was about eighty five. Uh, yeah. When I was playing in high school, so and he was in eighth grade, and we were throwing eighty five miles an hour. So wow. let's just say my hand was hurting after catching. So first base ain't got nothing on a catcher, bro. Yeah, but you got all that gear, dude. You have yeah. a helmet. Yeah, yeah but they have to they have to crouch on yeah. they have to crouch on their yeah. knees for nine freaking innings, dude. Josh is used to being on his knees. For- oh, low blow. That's because I'm on the bomb all the time. <laughs> I didn't catch that part, Josh. The the horn was <laughs> was dropping yeah. you out. Yeah. You're just mad I subbed your mom one time. God damn it. All right. Um, next thing, Manning just signed with Texas. Um, he's the number one high school recruit quarterback. I'm curious, though, what does – because Quinn Ewers just transferred there from Ohio State. If Quinn Ewers going to transfer again, like, he better show out and win this starting job and, and, and bust some heads because if he doesn't and he's iffy this season – and then Arch Manning's there as a freshman, dude. I I, I don't know. And and can, can if he Arch, loses the job to high schooler, it's going to be atrocious. Oh, dude. And, and Ewers will definitely transfer. But I mean, can can Arch live up to the hype, man? Can he live up to the hype of being a Manning? Because I think it's safe to say that like Eli, when he was in college, he he did pretty good at Ole Miss. But I don't think. He lived up to the hype of being Peyton's brother, and I'm not sure if Arch what he's going to do. But he, I, I, I don't know. Is it more important for Arch Manning to show out at college, or more important to get to the league and then um? A whole no, thing? I think he's got to show in college, dude. He has to show it. Yeah, he's got to show out in college. But I mean, like you said, does does he beat QNL Ewers? I mean, QNL Ewers. He's the highest ranked quarterback ever to come out of high school. Ever. Yeah. Higher than Trevor Lawrence. Higher than Justin Fields. That dude can ball. We didn't get to see it at Ohio State, obviously, with C.J. Stroud and uh, Kyle McCord up there. Uh, and then him starting, what, almost two months late uh, in spring yeah. ball. So we didn't really get to see a lot of it. it it'll be interesting to see how he plays this year. Uh, if he balls out, I don't see I don't see Manning overtaking him. I think yours is he's already got one year in to college. He plays two years and he's gone. So Manning might only have to sit behind Ewers for one year and then he takes the reins. That's true. That's true. The, the, the question is like it, you know the sitting sitting on the bench and and learning if that's something that you know is something that he's prepared to do. You know. A lot of these players, especially the ones that are highly ranked, they have a sense of like, oh, like I have a chance at this position. Yeah. But if he's told right off the bat that you, you're probably not going to get a chance to start unless this guy messes up, who knows? Maybe his decision is different. Well, but, I mean, Alabama's first. got – they just signed another five-star quarterback. So, I mean, you got him competing with another five-star. Uh, Bryce Young's gone after this year. So, and then the other school was at Georgia and LSU. 
LSU is probably yeah. going to be his best chance to start, but then you got that team around him just not very good right now. No, uh, not right now. I, I, I don't know. If, if his commitment sticks, because there's a long time till signing day, and a lot of shit could happen. Yep. But if I'm, if I'm Mark Manning, I'm not going to Georgia. How many five-star, highly recruited quarterbacks end up transferring from Georgia? There's been a bunch of them. Exactly. Uh, it, like, well, I, I'm not sold that Georgia can develop me because I've seen, you know, Jacob Eason, he transferred to Washington. Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State. J.P. Daniels transferred into Georgia, then transferred out from Georgia. Like, and the list goes on and on and on. Now, under Mark Rick, it's a different story. They had Matthew Stafford. They had a few other guys that were highly recruited that, that lit it up. But it seems like Kirby Smart can't keep the quarterback happy there in Georgia. So, I, I don't know. You know. I think Arch Manning wanted to stay away from Ole Miss. He wanted to stay away from Tennessee. He wanted to create his own name, his own legacy. So, I don't blame him for going to Texas. But Texas has basically been Nebraska – for the past 20 years, almost. Like, uh, they're, uh, again, a highly touted program, but they really don't have much to show for it in the last 20 years. No, nope, not lately. So, like, Texas had you know, a national title in 2004, whenever that was, with Vince Young, whatever year that was that Texas won the national title. And then they had the Colt McCoy, Colt, or, sorry, Colt McCoy years that were pretty good. But since then, that's yeah, it's been hit and miss. They, through like four head coaches. Yeah, their yeah, game every know, year is the Red I, River Shootout, right? To them, right. that's that's so, that's their you know that's their big game. In yep. case everything goes wrong, this is what we root for. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, I I thought this is Arch Manning had a pretty good opportunity to go to a, a big school and have five star receivers around him. And at Ohio State, and he would have had a chance to start next year. I don't see CJ Stroud's gone. Kyle McCord, yeah, he was a five star, but yeah, but they got. Here's the problem with that, Josh. They they signed Dylan Rayola already, and they promised him that he would be the only quarterback they would take. Ah, uh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. So makes sense they now. Promised and Dylan Rayola was a, also a highly touted quarterback coming out of high school. Um, and I think he fits what Ryan Day wants to do more than Arch Manning does. And Arch, Arch Manning's a Southern boy, man. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't want to come up north. He can't handle them cold, the, them cold winters right now. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I think he <laughs> stuck to a warm-weather school to make it also yep, more beneficial for him as well, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at all these five-star receivers that Ohio State's been getting lately, and it's like, what the hell? So any quarterback would love to come to Ohio State right now. Well, or, I mean, he could have gone to Alabama. Alabama's pretty loaded with running backs and wide receivers as well, as well as offensive linemen. No, I get that. Yeah, I get that. I just don't think he wants yeah. to go to Alabama. You know, I'm just I'm – just, I love my Buckeyes. I just wanted some good players going to the Buckeyes. I don't, I don't yeah, want to get I'm, defeated against Michigan ever again. Well, it, it was the first time in 20 years that it's happened. So I think, you know, I think yeah, it, I know. it'll be another 15, 20 years before it happens again. <laughs> thing I wanted to talk about before we end the show is, I don't know if you saw this or not, and this is a little news, pop culture. This has nothing to do with sports, but Netflix recently laid off 
300 employees. Um, their stock is in the tank right now, and they are struggling ever since ever since all these other services went stream. It has been it's, it's been tough, man. It, it's been extremely tough. Um, I. I don't know how much, I mean, kids should be able to survive because they keep coming out with original content, but apparently now they're going to ads. They're going to, they're going to have. Yeah, there's going to be a, 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 a higher dollar amount that's going to give you the premium no ad version. It's like a Hulu. Right. It's like Hulu's no ad versus ad. Um, I think that's absolutely retarded, in my opinion. Um, they made their bread and butter, you know, being the way that they were. Taking chances on shows when other networks and other places didn't want to, they have to stick to what their roots are, you know. Yeah. If they yeah, want to make it I think a lot of because Paramount. I think a lot of the, a a lot of the problem push. was uh, they also spent how many billions of dollars to get all this content, and a lot of the content that they purchased just wasn't very good. Some of these high-profile movies were not very good, and they expected a lot more out of them. It just didn't produce. Yeah, their their deal uh, their deal with Marvel to get Daredevil, um, uh, then Luke Cage and Iron Fist, uh, to get and Punisher included, right? To get that group, they spent so much money. They made very little in in comparison. And guess what? Now it's flipped over to back to Marvel to Disney rather. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So now well, it's no I mean, longer much... streamable. Yeah, and how much money did they give to Adam Sandler and all of his buddies for all their movies? Yeah. Yep. Too. Uh, I mean, Netflix yep. is the primary thing for all of Adam Sandler's movies now. Now, granted, that Hustle movie that just came out was actually pretty damn good. I actually really it enjoyed it. It was very good. It was a very good movie. So, Netflix has some, some of the good other ones content. From like, they picked up some good shows over the years. I mean, but the problem now is you have Peacock. And you got, and you got Paramount, Paramount, yep. And you got basically everyone and their mother has a streaming service. So Netflix no longer can be like, oh, well, we got this show and this show, like Friends and Seinfeld. No, because that's all gone now. That's all on Peacock. So exactly. They still have Seinfeld on on Netflix for now. Okay. Yeah, for now. But but yeah, it's gonna go. It's gonna go. Um. All right, guys. Well. That is all the time that we got. Um, it's been a great year. Uh, we will be back on Monday with another big show. Uh, hopefully Tommy can join. I talked to him today. Tommy wanted to be on today, but he had – Tommy, a.k.a. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. He had a yep. uh, son's baseball game, and he also had a 40th birthday party to go to. So Listen, man, all I hear is excuses because you also have baseball games that you have to attend to as well, but somehow one way or the other you managed to make it on. So. But yeah, but I've had to cancel shows before because. Oh, it's okay. I just want to give Tommy our time, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that's all the time we got. Uh, thank you for joining us on a Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, Friday, next Friday, we will be revealing uh, the results of round one of our brackets. So get out there and vote on Twitter once they get posted. Since we don't have a producer, it'll be me doing the tedious work. But. Anyways, all right, guys, thank you for uh, calling in, and we will uh, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks a lot. All right, and this pod is for you. <laughs> <laughs>